Do you want to start a business to give your family more freedom? Do you desire to have a marriage that makes your friends jealous? Do you want to spend more quality time with your children? We are your hosts, Matt and Jocelyn Woodruff, and we cannot wait to share this journey with you. Welcome to our family-friendly podcast. Join our conversations where we talk about how to build a business that will give us the freedom we choose. Welcome to the Family Life Movement Podcast. Uh, so with everything that you're doing and, and, and you're, you're busy, you're, you're crazy intentional with your kids, it's obvious that you're, you're very passionate about your kids. Uh, it, it definitely shows as, as we're not only watching the video, but we're listening to the words you're hearing and, and we love the opportunities that you're, that you're giving to your kids and, and, and stuff like that. But what are some of the, the, the best strategies that you have found in order to help you to become more productive? Uh, as an entrepreneur as, and as a mother? Um, I'm still working that out. <laughs> <laughs> I am a work in progress. It's a lifelong lesson, I think. <laughs> it is a lifelong lesson. It is, girl. Um, one of the things that I have sort of happened upon recently is, um, so when you become a mom, you have to get used to not finishing anything. It's ridiculous. <laughs> You're in the middle of something and then there's a blowout diaper. Like there's like someone spilled something. You're trying desperately to get out the door and you're like, there's a diaper and they spilled something. Like what the heck? It is crazy making. So I went from this highly productive person to this person who never gets anything done. Ever. <laughs> so then I entered into the season of like, well, I'm not going to get anything done. You know, I'm, I'm going to have like all of these different things that I start. And then I got into the habit of just assuming that I wasn't going to finish it. So I just didn't yeah. finish it. And so now that my kids are a little older, I'm like, Oh wait, I have time. I actually have time. to finish that. <laughs> So now I set timers for myself and I force myself. I do not get up to get a cup of tea. I do not get up to um, check my phone if it dings. Like I force, and it, it takes a lot of self-control, but I force myself to sit for 20 minutes and focus on the thing that I am bound and determined to finish. So if I know that I know that I know that this needs to be completed, mm -hmm. I, I will force myself to do it, but I will only make myself do it for 20 minute increments. That is, Phenomenal. <laughs> and I, I totally identify, I still have the small kids. I totally identify with what you were saying before. Right. I have the mentality and I've been working on overcoming it. If I can't finish it, I might as well not even start it. Well, that doesn't work <laughs> anymore. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, I like, I like that. <laughs> Just yeah. A plan that it's, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. It's so it became like incremental advances. Mm -hmm. I would eventually get there. And so when I was reading longer books to the kids, I would remind myself, like we got through that whole book. We got through the entire Chronicles of Narnia, not all in one sitting, mm -hmm. just little bits, little bits, little bits, yep. little incremental advances. And so yep. that's where I was for years was mm -hmm. little incremental advances. Um, someone that I really enjoy learning from um, is Kevin David. And he talks about this idea of no zero days. He has no zero days. So I've started implementing that with, um, I've started doing pull-ups and I'm like, all right, no zero days. I always have time to do three pull-ups. 
if nothing else, just three. That's it. I don't have high expectations. <laughs> it's just, just do three. You know, I'm getting ready to walk out the door and I've got to get my kid to school and it's, you know, rush hour traffic and I've, you know, had to, I don't know, clean up a mess or something on the way out. And I'm like, three, I have time for three. And so being able to just, again, be mindful, be intentional, having those little habits that give you those incremental advances that compound over time. And now like I have better posture, like I've got this core strength that I've never had before. My biceps are real pretty. Like, (laughs) 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 that never was my reality. Like until my teenager was like, hey, we should do a pull-up competition. Like, I don't even know if I could do a (laughs) pull-up. I can do them. It's amazing. Now you can know you can do at least three. <laughs> I can do at least three. Yep. You got it. That's awesome. <laughs> um. So productivity. Yep. The incremental advances when your kids are little and then force yourself to do those 20 minute chunks to like get the thing done. That's a, that is awesome. So So getting on to the, you know, we, we went through and we talked a little bit about, and we got to know you a little bit, you know, personal and stuff like that. Uh, let's look into some business stuff now. You are a master storyteller and you train people how to tell better stories within their business uh, so that they can improve their business. Why are stories so important to understand when it comes to business? Well, most of the time in business, you're selling something, right? product, service, something. And people buy for one reason and one reason only. Do you know what it is? What's that? Because they feel like it. (laughs) It's true. It's the only reason we buy stuff because we feel like it. So if you're not connecting at an emotional level with your audience, then you're not going to be selling your products and services effectively. Mm -hmm. So let me give you an example. Um, I have a girlfriend who's a real estate agent and she had this beautiful historic home in a more affluent part of Nashville that she was getting ready to list. This family bought it 20 years ago and did no updates to it at all. So all of the, you know, green, um, what is it called when you're like, you know, tricking it out so that it's like more efficient, energy efficient. Didn't have any of that, like needed new windows, like needed new paint everywhere, just needed a little freshening up, needed an upgrade, like a facelift. Um, She thought that they would end up selling it for like 2.1 at the most, because that's the most any house in that area had gone for. And it didn't have any of the the updates that all these other houses had. Um, Now this couple who had been there for 20 years loved this house and really felt like they could get at least, you know, 2.3, I think is what they said. So I said, if it appraises for what they're asking for, what if I interviewed the couple and we pulled their stories out of them about what they loved about living in that neighborhood? So it's not just this house has five bedrooms and four bathrooms and 5,000 square feet. Like it's, it's a home that is historic that preserved the original structure. They have um, luminary nights where they block off the street and they have candles 
that um, they place, you know, in front of the houses along the street. They have progressive dinners. Um, they would have camps in the backyard with the pool and the, you know, the neighborhood kids would come over. And so we built these stories around community and this particular community boasts some pretty influential people in Nashville. So it wasn't just the prestige of living on the street, but it was also a neighborhood where the neighbors are actually in community with each other and know each other. And there's like a, a, a street mayor. <laughs> like she has an email list and she emails everybody about what to bring for the progressive dinner. Those are the things that we found out and incorporated into the video that we did um, showcasing the home and why the, the layout was different. And um, it was beautiful. <laughs> it's really, really beautiful. And we talked about how it's an entertainer's dream and that it just lights up at night. And when we said light up, that next frame was from the frame of the house during the day to at night. And then all the lights lit up mm -hmm. and she ended up selling that house for 2.495 <laughs> wow. during the whisper campaign. It never even went, um, it never even listed. Wow. She had only sent it to agents. And when the person who bought it saw the video and then came back and saw it a second time, they put in a full price offer that day. Wow. That, that's, that's amazing. Awesome. <laughs> it's it, it, the power of a great story. Yeah. Being able to visualize stuff and understand that. So what are some of the key uh, components that like, especially us as entrepreneurs, what are some of the key components that we need to understand when telling a good story that really connects with our customers? Okay, the first thing that you always need to remember is that there's a conversation going on in your customer's head. And if you can engage in that conversation and provide solutions to their pain, whatever their problems are, you have a business that can grow exponentially, but you have to be able to communicate it. You have to be able to talk them through, you know, what it is that they're dealing with. So for example, um, I read this recently and it was just genius. So there was an ad that was written by one of my favorite copywriters. And in the ad, he tells the story about, um, this beautiful bride on her wedding day and her dad is walking her down the aisle. And then all of a sudden everyone starts to pay attention to the change of color on his pants. And he had wet himself without even realizing it because incontinence is an issue, especially when it comes to, you know, moms and prostate and like, um, and so, they talked about how it was mortifying that he was there on this really important day for his daughter and the attention was on him and it was so shameful. And then the call to action was, if you don't want this to ever happen to you, click here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so anyone struggling with incontinence can picture themselves again, vision drives decision, picture themselves in a situation where that would be really uncomfortable and I don't ever want that to happen to me. And you have a solution to keep that from happening to me. I'm in like, that's, that is such an easy sell. So they, he had an amazing headline. It was something like um, what's worse than not being able to pee. And then the story was peeing yourself at your daughter's wedding. And then the call to action was, you know, if you never want this to happen to you go here. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, get in the, get in the conversation that your customer is having in their heads, provide solutions to their pain, solve their problems, but do it in story form so that they can actually envision themselves getting the benefits of whatever it is that you're, you know, trying to sell. That's, yeah, I mean, I think anybody who is even remotely concerned about that would be clicking. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, how can business owners develop their ability to tell their stories better so that they connect with their audiences? I think the best way is to have someone interview you, honestly. <laughs> have someone interview you, listen to the interview, have someone else interview you, listen to the interview, practice. That gives you lots of practice to actually telling your stories, having someone draw your stories out of you, asking different questions. So you're not providing the questions, someone else is. So the more you begin to tell your stories through these interviews, have them recorded, listen back to them. Um, that is one of the absolute best ways to capture your stories for your marketing. The other way is to pay attention to what your customers are saying. So there's a way to cheat here <laughs> ethically, and that yeah, is yeah. take the stories other people are telling and promote those, use those in your marketing. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you have, they're basically testimonials, you know, and just make sure that you have them in your email marketing. Make sure they're on your about me page. People don't even think to put them on their LinkedIn page, on their bio. But if you have testimonials and you can enterprise on what someone else has said about you, put that baby in quotation marks and put their name down there and be like, mm -hmm, that's what they said about me. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of like having somebody else interview you to help pull it out because I think me trying to sit down and write it out, it never sounds authentic. I don't think so. I love that. That's a really good tip. Thanks. <laughs> um, how, <laughs> Sorry, I'm so um, How has understanding stories impacted you and your business? Well, um, had I not been able to tell a good story, I wouldn't have been able to produce, you know, that eight minute video that, you know, garnered me a couple thousand dollars and her <laughs> crap ton of money. <laughs> it was really exciting. Um, and help the people sell her house. You know, I mean, it was, it's, it, yeah, it's all the win, 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 win. Um, but I love helping people. It's like my jam. It's my favorite thing in the world. And so when I can tell a story about helping someone else and how we benefited them through the power of story, it, again, it just compounds on itself. And you've got a story about helping someone and what we did for them. And then my business grows because somebody else goes, Ooh, maybe she could do that for me. And you know, it just, it's a, it's a beautiful like snowball effect. Yeah, that's... that is awesome. As we as we wind down here, and, and we want to make sure that we're respectful of your time. You have been awesome. You've given us some great gold nuggets to chew on. We'll definitely be listening to this back, as I hope our listeners will as well. But our last question that we're going to be asking everyone is, what are, and I know you said you're going to provide a list of this, but what are your top five business and your top five family resources uh, for you and your family, and why are those specific resources so valuable to you? Hmm, top five, huh? <laughs> All right, that's a lot. I'm gonna I'm gonna pare it down. <laughs> that works. Um, again, I just I've got to go back to books. So 
at the touch of a button, we have all the information we could ever need on our computers, right? But we're so easily distracted. So we end up going down these rabbit trails. But if you have a book in your hands and you have that, that 20 minute, I'm going to get through this chapter philosophy, then you have a lot more, um, you have a much better chance. The likelihood of actually getting through the material increases. So, um, I take a lot of my business, uh, resources from things that I can hold in my hand, um, so that I'm not distracted. So I listen to podcasts, um, and I discovered podcasts when I was going through an ugly divorce and I realized that, um, I didn't have to be con connected to the internet all the time to listen to them and I didn't have to pay for them. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I would start downloading, um, podcasts from people like Russell Brunson from Myron Golden. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think there were so many people during that season right now. I'm listening quite a bit to Jenna Kutcher. And then what I do is whenever someone mentions someone that I admire, when they mention someone in their podcast that they admire, I instantly subscribe to that person. So Kevin David introduced me to Myron Golden or no Myron Golden and Kevin David. I met at the same time, um, but Myron Golden mentioned Russell Brunson. I'd never heard of it. So I'm like, Oh, I'll listen to his podcast. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this guy is fire. <laughs> <That's amazing>. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so it's been really exciting. Um, to be able to kind of, and I talk about this on my podcast, like raise your vibration, you know, like, um, we all emit like energy. And if your energy is like way low and you listen to a podcast like that of Russell Brunson, it's almost like you don't have a choice. He like raises that, that energy level or that vibration and shifts your mindset in ways that won't happen in other ways. Um, so I would say podcasts, um, books, and then being really intentional about the people that you surround yourself with. So don't pay attention to the naysayers. Don't take advice from someone whose life you wouldn't want to trade with. Mm -hmm. So if I see someone who's living a life that I admire, I'm going to listen to them. I'm going to pay attention when they have advice for me. And so um, those, are, those are my top three resources across the board, not just for business and not just for family. But if you're reading quality books that people are recommending to you, people you admire are recommending to you, and you're listening to podcasts and you're following the trail of the people that you're listening to. For example, I went to Funnel Hacking Live last January. Russell Brunson said from the stage, he's inundated with emails, but there's one person whose emails he reads every single day. And I perked up and went, okay, who is it? And he said, Ben Settle. And I was like, all right, I'm subscribing to Ben Settle. So <laughs> I get Ben Settle's emails and I um, actually subscribe to his paid email newsletter, which is a hard copy newsletter that he sends out every month. And I have learned more from that man about business and relationships than I probably have, you know, in the past few years, because I pay attention when he tells me the people that he's learned from. And then I go and learn from them. I was going to say, I've never heard of Ben Settle, but you better believe I'm going to be going to check that out. <laughs> he's a little edgy. I will, I will okay. give you a, you know, a heads up. He's, he's a little, he calls himself um, like this crotchety old man. Like he sits on a hill and he just like, you know, scowls at everybody. And he's a super introverted person. And, and some of his stuff is a little, uh, I don't know if risque is the right word, but he pushes the envelope. He's, he's, he lives on the edge a little bit with his words. Um, but I love his values. 
and um, he's living the type of life that I want to live. Mm -hmm. And so again, I take advice from people who I'd, I'd be happy to trade places with. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Love it. That is yeah. definitely something good, good yeah. to keep in good, mind. There's so many people who are, you know, taking advice from people who they wouldn't want to switch lives with them. They don't want their, their chaos and, and, and stuff like that. They wouldn't want the responsibility, the impact, the eyes on them and different things like that. So that is, that is a good little uh, tidbit of knowledge there. Uh, Lori, you've given us so much to think about. You, you look like you were about to say something. Well, I, I'm afraid that I may have said crotchety old man, and I think he's a year younger than I am. So I just want to mention <laughs> that that just came out. <laughs> he's not old because I'm not old. <laughs> we are ageless. Amazing. So there you go. <laughs> His, his web page and he's got a picture of himself and I'm like he doesn't look old at all <laughs> I know yeah that was my mistake I think of him as this you know like and no. he's actually very attractive at my age <laughs> not that I noticed or anything <laughs> and taken he's also taken <laughs> and lives on the other side of the country and doesn't like to travel so you know, whatever. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Not that I've thought through any of this. Oh my gosh. How am I doing instruction here? <laughs> hey, this is real life. This is raw. This is real. This is uh, family and having fun and enjoying life is all about it. If you can't laugh and have fun, then you are in the wrong business and you're listening to the wrong podcast. So we do think. <laughs> Lori, you've given us so much to think about. You've been giving us a lot of good times, a lot of good laughs. Uh, thank you so much for being on our podcast with us. What a treat. It's been a delight to be with both of you. And I adore you. Thank you for having me again. Thank you so much. This has been fantastic. <laughs> and thank you to all of our listeners for coming and checking out the Family Life Movement Podcast. We look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you for listening to the Family Life Movement Podcast. I hope you had as much fun as we did. To hear our thoughts on the podcast and to continue this conversation, join our free Facebook group by searching for the Family Life Movement. See the show notes for links to our guest social media and websites and any resources that were mentioned will also be linked in the show notes. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please go rate and review and send us a screenshot and we will send you a special access gift. Join us next time for more conversations, tips, and tricks on growing your business around your family. Thanks for joining us and have a great day.